5: with your host, John Rush. All right, it
0: is Thursday. I am your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Dr. Kelly Victory cannot be with us today. She is traveling and won't be able to get to the phone. Steve House, though, is with us Uh, anyways. And Steve, it's been a while since just you and I talked together, so actually looking forward to this. Not that that I'm, um, uh, you know, how should I say, not that I don't miss Dr. Kelly because I do, but it's always a joy to talk to you as well.
5: Yeah, you know, you can't talk like you're like it's a um, it's a relationship at home, right? I mean, Kelly does understand, so you don't have to actually. Say that. <laughs> good, good point. And she, know for all of you trouble. listening,
0: real quick, too, she is a wealth of knowledge. And I know a lot of you uh, wait and even ask questions either you know during the show or right before. I can still get questions answered. So if you've got a question that you would like answered, I can get with Dr. Kelly specifically on certain things that you may, you know, may have a specific question to. General questions though, honestly, there's a lot of things that Steve and I by now, Steve, because we've learned so much even from her in the past what year plus that you know, we can pretty much answer most of them as well.
5: Well plus I mean my daily life involves doctors. I mean I talk to doctors every day. You know, from ER doctors like Kelly to internal medicine doctors to cardiologists. You know, so I hear all kinds of stories from them about what's going on with the virus and the vaccines and, you know, some of the issues that are going on from
0: there. There is just to start with, I thought this was a pretty good tweet by Buck Sexton. And those of you that don't know Buck, I um, mean, he's pretty well known. So most of you probably do. He does some things nationally as well, but he had, he had a tweet today that I thought was really good or yesterday. I should say truly quite sad When you speak to an otherwise normal, smart person about why they wear an N95 mask randomly or why they cried tears of joy when they finally got their toddler a COVID shot. He says the Democrat apparatus broke these people. Fauci made them emotional cripples. And frankly, Steve, that's pretty well said.
5: Yeah, you know, I I think the one thing we probably learned during this COVID crisis, the pandemic crisis, is just how influential media wow, yeah. uh, at all of all types. I mean, because you had, of course, the social media folks that would take down a tweet. Although some of the tweets we've seen lately from, you know, people showing the athletes collapsing and dying in that one. I'm
0: surprised those tweet are still up.
5: Is, right? I'm surprised they are up, right? I mean, because I've been permanently banned for Twitter over um, suggesting that abortion was wrong. Um, but you know, there's there's that there's two sides of it, right? There's the media that's influencing us, and then there's this media group. That is suppressing speech, and during the pandemic, I mean, people were desperate for information. When right. you make a population desperate for information, you can control what they think.
0: No, you know what? You you bring up a great point. Something that I don't know we've even gotten into this this kind of detail in the past. And again, you and I were talking about this all the way through. Dr. Kelly joined us around August of of a twenty twenty one, so right out a year ago. And, you know, we've continued to, you know, to, to speak on these things ever since and answered lots of questions this past year, which I really feel uh, I know because I've gotten lots and lots of feedback from listeners. Steve, it really has helped a lot of people. But to your point, this whole you know, news media thing and the fact that people were star. I mean, literally, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say they were starving for information, solid information that they could base some of their own life decisions on. And the reality is they were not getting fed proper information.
5: No, they were not. I mean, and they were not. It, and part of it is, so, so when you lack facts, right? I mean, if you don't know what the facts are in a specific situation, and early in COVID, we didn't know what the facts were. But what we did know was we knew how we managed process in healthcare. Right. So, you know, the question is this simple thing, right? It says, all right, so who are you? How old are you? What diseases do you have? Let's assess your risk. And based on your risk, let's make a decision on what's best for you whether that is locking you down or leaving you be to potentially get the virus and begin the herd immunity requirements that we knew that we, we at first all we ever thought about was herd immunity right. because right. no one never vaccinates during the middle of a pandemic the way we were doing it. But we just ignored all of our processes as well uh, in favor of whatever Anthony Fauci, now we know Elizabeth Birch was lying, you know, so often to the president. Uh, it's just It's just crazy. I mean, it's just an insane concept, and we've learned a lot.
0: We have, and yet you and I—not to brag, but you and I—and and I agree with you. When we were getting into you, know, end of February, first of March of 2020, and they started to, you know, do the two weeks to slow the spread. Things got shut down. People really didn't know what was going to happen next. I think a lot of people were—I don't know if "legitimate" is the right word, Steve—but there was a lot of folks that were scared. I. Frankly was not one of them. In fact had had many a conversation with, you know, my family members, sons especially, families, you know, just talking about, you know, where are we headed, what's gonna happen and so on. And as the data started to come in. You know, once it started to make its way around the United States. And you and I at that time were talking still. Every Thursday, we were for the most part talking on almost a routine basis. Hardly missed any of those. And going through the data and looking at what was coming back in, it didn't take you and I, I'm not bragging, but it didn't take you and I much more than about three or four weeks of data rolling in to say, wait a minute, time out. We we are not handling this correctly because, you know, this is a lot to do about nothing unless you're elderly or you know have some sort of compromise this thing is just not the killer that they're claiming it is. And we were saying that all the way back then.
5: I know. And in the meantime, you know, six months into it, nobody had the flu. There were no flus. I mean, it went right. from, you know, an right. annual flu season of tens of thousands of people having the flu to zero, right? So, you know, the, 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 and that's part of the problem here, too, is that um, I, I work in the healthcare market on a daily basis. And we were talking today about the distortion that exist and how we pay for healthcare, And I don't want to get into too deep in that subject, but the bottom line is markets react when in the absence of distortion, markets will react exactly the way they're supposed to. The same would have been true for how we handled the pandemic and what people did. If you gave them the truth and you let them react to the truth based on their own risk, we would have seen what we saw in Sweden and some of these other places that never locked down, mm-hmm. never required masks people looked at their own situations. They got the facts on the virus. They knew what was happening. They knew that, you know, chronic diseases like obesity and diabetes were going to be a problem. And they actually turned out to have a tremendous improved set of results compared to what we did. Right. And all the so while we sort of- were
0: over here, and you and I talked about this at that time, you know, we were spending and we're reaping the, the repercussions of that now. And, and as far as our economy, inflation and stuff goes, you know, we, we were And by the way, Colorado has one of the highest inflation rates. I just read that before coming on air. We might touch on that because a lot of this, I think, uh, factors into it. You know, we were building three hospitals or did build three, you know, makeshift hospitals, if you would, Steve, across the front range. And we were spending millions and millions of Colorado taxpayer dollars on those and and not one bed in them ever got used.
5: I know the convention center was probably the classic example because it was costing something like sixty or $80,000 a day, and it was held open for six months. And, you know, nobody ever was put there whatsoever. In fact, during the process, because I was on the board of the Salvation Army, and we actually took over the Coliseum, the Denver Coliseum, and so homeless people were being housed in the Coliseum. They were doing it with, you know, six-foot space between mm-hmm. the beds. There was a certain process, and, and there wasn't a disproportionately large amount of people getting infected with the virus in that setting any more than there was airplanes i mean we did the stupid thing on airplanes where you know you, you had to wear a mask and you had to do it on an airplane and there was all these restrictions there was never once not even a single time was there a significant breakout of the virus caused by being on an airplane with somebody it, just it didn't happen no it,
0: no, it didn't and, and we again folks uh, and i can remember back uh I was thinking of this the other day. I didn't go back in time on social media. I probably should have, because there were many a, not just liberal, Steve, but there were some conservatives that were even uh, out to, uh, I guess you could say, get me, get us. They didn't like what we were saying. They claimed that we were... We were spewing. Literally, those are some of the words used, the things that we were spewing out of our mouth, the misinformation we were giving, the fact that we were in denial, which, by the way, we were never in denial of COVID, not one time. We never once said it didn't exist. We did. We just put everything into perspective and used data to back up what you and I were both saying. But I can tell you on more than one occasion, the answer that I got back on social media, never on air, but on social media and even through the text line, I got numerous uh, comments back of, of, you know, people like me just don't deserve to live through COVID, essentially, is what they said.
5: Yeah, I mean, people were, that, that's part of the whole distortion in the media, right? Because if you were unvaccinated, in fact, frankly, in Canada, if you were unvaccinated, you couldn't fly on an airplane. They wouldn't allow it. I mean, they were ostracizing people. Now, today, in British Columbia, where they typically posted, Vaccine statistics on, you know, people in the hospital, how many people were vaccinated during the hospital, how many people died that were vaccinated versus unvaccinated. It has become so tilted toward the vaccinated with regards to problems with death and hospitalization. They now don't publish the statistics anymore. Mm. They don't do it. So they're still distorting the data so that we don't know what's going on because they don't want people to stop believing in a vaccine that just doesn't work.
0: That's right. Good stopping point. We'll come right back. By the way, questions, we can still answer those. Steve is with me. I've got, uh, again, between the two of us, we have a lot of information on this, even history with Dr. Kelly and really some of the answers that she's given in the past, which some of you may have not even heard, but Steve and I can remember those things and can speak to a lot of these as well. I've got one that came in. We'll speak to in a moment as well. So if you have a question, you can still text us 307-200- Eighty-two twenty-two. Otherwise, me my good friend Steve House, we will be right back in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is up next. They want to help you with all of your heating, A.C., cooling, whatever it is, they've got you taken care of. And if you've got just an electrical problem, they can take care of that as well. But quite a cool system right now, $300 off. Just call and ask how that works for you and your home, 720-526-0231.
4: Think about what you have at home right now that could be damaged in a surge. The average home is exposed to thousands of electrical surges every day. Protect yourself from a potentially harmful electrical surge with absolute electrical heating and air today. Most of these surges are harmless, but without the proper surge protection, you face permanent damage to major electrical components. Anything plugged in without internal surge protection is at risk, including your refrigerator, furnace, air conditioning, or dishwasher. Safeguard your assets with surge protection installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Newer appliances usually contain computer chips that are more expensive to replace than to protect. At that point, considering the current chip shortage and wait times, you might as well buy the appliance again. Avoid potential loss. Get a whole home surge protector installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com.
6: For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical
0: Heating and Air. All right, Affordable Interest Mortgage, Kurt Rogers, who, yes, uh, interest rates right now on mortgages are down. There's multiple ways to do a mortgage, by the way. There's not just the 30-year traditional mortgage. There's many, many other ways to handle that. If that's something that you need, give Kurt a call today, 720-895-0500.
2: With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM. 720-895-0500 let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more seeing a low rate but not reading the small print only to realize all the extra costs and fees again stop call 720-895-0500 affordable interest mortgage quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary get a low rate without all the extra cost let us show you how to save thousands Call 720-895-0500 now, affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500, serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298191, regulated by Dora. No liberal media bias here. This
1: is Rush to Reason.
0: All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Steve House with me, which he typically is on Thursdays, which I appreciate very much. Steve, I thought you and I could probably field this question because this one is, in my opinion, not super difficult. I think you and I can can uh, manage this one. Uh, this person says, Dr. Kelly, I know, is not there today. But curious if she has noticed more summer colds this year. Uh, they are not testing positive for COVID, but but it sure seems like there's a lot more cold viruses running around this summer than in the past. Is it possible that this is a variant that doesn't show up on the test? What are your thoughts?
5: Well, I, I do hear this directly from other doctors besides just Kelly, but the, the big problem right now is the at-home test and the PCR test are oftentimes giving us different results. So, Correct you know, we'll find out that people test negative on the at-home test and positive on the PCR test. So there, it's likely that there's a fair number of people who are getting BA5 or the other Omicron variants, and they're not testing positive or they're not testing at all. I mean, at this point in time, there just isn't any reason that I can think of to really be tested unless you've got a series of conditions that would lead you to yeah. be at high risk, even if it was Omicron and, and the current variants. But Yeah, is there more colds? Well, there's more colds. There's more viruses, and that virus is a lot like COVID if it's not COVID. So probably, yes, there is. But don't discount the fact that it could very well be COVID. I agree,
0: and I think that's a very good answer, and I was going to say something along the same lines. Only thing I want to add in addition to that, because, I've, you know, and again, I know a lot everybody out there listens to us. I wish they did. There's a lot of conservatives even, and I see these posts, and we've talked about this many, many times on a Thursday. Stop testing. I know you may not feel well. I know you may think you have a cold or COVID or whatever, but as Kelly has said, I don't know, Steve, probably a hundred times at least by now, at the end of the day, if you feel pretty well and you don't have any major things that would cause you to go to the hospital, why are you testing
5: in the first place? There is no valid reason. I mean, look, there are some things that COVID does to people that, you know, we have to be aware of, right? I mean, you can cause, it cause you to have a, a fib. Um, you know, there's hard things that happen because of COVID itself, not the vaccine. But in reality, if you don't have a case that's complicated enough that you need a hospital, and quite frankly, as we saw with Joe Biden, you know, Plaxovid is not a panacea, it's right? It's not he helping. It, it yeah, moves. in some cases, not at all. In fact, it may be making it worse. Yeah, and in his case, he's still testing positive. He has it having rebound on cases from right. it the reality of it is is that there's just no reason for you to be tested unless you're going to seek care above and beyond just staying at home and doing your thing drinking fluids getting rest there's no real reason to be tested because it's not going to do anything for you
0: no and if you feel you know this is and we've talked about this again in previous weeks before covid if people felt like they had the flu bug especially Steve you just stayed home you didn't really quarantine but you stayed home till you felt better cuz a you didn't really feel like going and doing anything, and you especially didn't feel like infecting others if you, in fact, had a flu bug. Now, there's been for years and years and years, probably all the way back to the beginning of time, if people got the normal common cold, I still, to this day, Steve, in my own world, never, ever in my life stayed home from work self-employed probably is why, but never stayed home from work because of a cold. And you you would see all over the the year, you know, throughout the the, the course of the year and the different seasons that we have, especially here in Colorado, different people would get colds, they'd come and go. And I don't remember anybody ever staying home from the common cold. Yet now we've entered into this era where you get the sniffles, you take a test if it's positive, you now feel like you need to quarantine for the next five or seven
5: days. It's
0: absolutely absurd in my opinion.
5: Yeah, I mean, the the reality of it is that this particular virus is very contagious. This new version of Omicron that's out is very contagious, but it's also very mild. So you're right. I mean, you know, we had the president test be positive, and about three days later it was a negative test. He went a couple days negative, and now he's gone five more days positive. Um, You know, be wise, be smart about it. I mean, I think if you're, you know, because it is a virus that is very contagious, um, you know, be smart about it. If you don't feel well, avoid seeing other people. Just take simple precautions. But now, John, everybody's working remote, so what does staying home from work mean anyway?
0: A uh, good point. So many people uh, no, you, you you're right. Good point. And again, I, I'm by no means telling anybody that's, you know, got – because I'm – you know me, Steve, I'm kind of a germaphobe, and I'm a clean freak and all of that. So, no, I don't want somebody with a – Even if it's just a common cold, I don't want somebody breathing all over me and looking, you know, hanging over my shoulder and all of that. Yeah, I mean, you know, do like you would have done in the past and make sure that if you're sneezing, you're covering your mouth and on and on and on we go. I mean, the reality, Steve, is we did these precautions earlier, but for some odd reason, I kind of go back to what Buck Sexton was saying in a tweet as we opened up with, somehow through all of this, we've lost all common sense when it comes to how we handle
5: viruses. Well, yeah, I mean, even the concept of sneezing, right? I mean... It doesn't take rocket science. I mean, people have been studying this for years. You sneeze, you cough. You're not supposed to put your hand over your mouth or your elbow over your mouth. You're supposed to focus your stuff on on pushing that to the ground. So bend over as far as you can and, and cough or sneeze into the ground. That kind of stupid misinformation that was put out there by the CDC, by, you know, the public health departments, was just unthinkable. I just cannot imagine having a bigger mistake than not being able to tell people the basics of how you handle the transmission of particulate stuff out of your respiratory system. It just didn't make
0: sense. And and to me, it it, it still doesn't. I mean, again, I I go back to, and I know this might not be the right analogy, although in my world it's an analogy – that fits. I mean, coming out of the the world that I have in the automotive world and doing everything from, you know, working on cars and the mechanical end of things, painting cars, you know, getting cars ready, prepped to be painted when I was, you know, younger, all those different things. And even back then, Steve, going into a paint booth where you've got, you know, literally you start with nothing. And by the time you're done painting a car, yes, there's some fog in there that's you know the 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 paint that's been, you know, floating around because you know what that's like. There's always overspray and things that are coming off, particulates is what I'm getting at. And we would have almost yep. full respirators back then, and yet when you would get done, and you'd come in and you go to the bathroom to clean up, the first thing you did was blow your nose, and guess what was coming out of your nose? The same exact color that was in that paint booth even though you had a respirator on. So tell me how those particle sizes being much, much larger than those coming out of COVID, tell me how a flimsy little cotton and or medical mask is saving you.
5: You know what it is, John? I mean, when people go to the doctor, and I've been seeing this in healthcare for 36 years, they want to know a couple things. One is, I'm not dying, right? I mean, if, if, if I go to the doctor and you can tell me I'm not dying, I feel better. The second thing I want to know is what, if anything, can I do to make myself better, you know, feel better, more comfortable? A lot of it is just purely the psychological impact of being told that you are actually going to be okay. So sometimes I think people put masks on because they didn't know what else to do. I mm. think the public health department said, you know, and they should have been very honest with me, said, look, we don't know that this is going to block the particle sizes of the coronavirus, but if you feel comfortable wearing a mask because you think you're going to help yourself, go for it. I see people driving with masks on still today. I used to think that was just idiotic. Now I think, well, maybe they've got a condition where they're just more comfortable with it. As long as it doesn't bother me, I don't care what they do. Just don't do what the schools in San Diego and other places are mandated for children because it doesn't help. In fact, it hurts children.
0: Agreed. The other issue that I have, and and you perfect segue, because I want to get into this as well, is you know countries like Canada, where we still to this day, completely, utterly unfounded, unscientific, but yet they've still got a travel ban on if you fly into Canada, you cannot fly in unless you're completely vaccinated. You and I could drive up to mine at South Dakota, or mine at North Dakota and drive across the border, Steve. We'd have no problem doing that, but we cannot fly into Winnipeg.
5: No, and and frankly, you can't do it in the U.S. if you're a foreign national. I mean, there's been the big debate about whether Novak Djokovic, probably the best tennis player in the world right now, cannot play in the U.S. Open because he refused to get vaccinated because he sees all these people dying. I don't blame him, by the way. Um, What? I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I mean, he's not my favorite tennis player, but I also think that what he's saying is valid, right, Which why should he take the risk given all the people and the fact that there is no vaccine for Omicron. All the vaccines are for the old that's version, right. COVID. why would you take one now? That's right? Well,
0: the answer is you wouldn't. I mean, again, this is one of those things that you and I and Dr. Kelly you know, have talked about ever since the vaccines got started and really started studying them and then realizing some of the things that were happening thereafter. And I want to get into that here in a moment as far as some of the repercussions of. But bottom line is we have done so many things on a worldwide basis not just here in the US but other countries have even gotten you know like Canada I mean they they've taken this thing full fledged and they're not they're not giving up you wonder is Canada ever going to go back to normal where you can travel back and forth without being vaccinated
5: um, I don't think that I mean I think at some point obviously they they'll go back to normal with regards to that the question is will they ever recover from the damage they cause
2: hmm. because
5: they're, they're causing their citizens damage, their economy damage. I mean, it, it, you know, at this point in time, it is the exercise of power that Justin Trudeau is most interested in. And that exercise of power for him is locking people down, making strict rules, even though science from around the world says you shouldn't do this. In fact, Taiwan today approved vaccinating children from six months to five years. Wow. And there's just no evidence anywhere no. in the world that that makes sense. It is harmful. It is not helpful. You wonder what
0: the ultimate motive is. I mean, I, I know I keep saying that. I've asked you this numerous times. I'm, I mean, I think I know bits and pieces of what the motives, plural, are. But, but I, you know, I, I just can't wrap my head around what the one utmost single motive is, Steve.
5: Well, I mean, first of all, I think that. There was a big debate. I don't know if you know this, but um, Ron, not Ron Paul, Rand Paul had a subcommittee meeting yesterday talking to experts about the source of the virus, right? So, you know, was it Wuhan? Was it a wet market? Um, Was it gain-of-function created? The answers for most of it came out, yes, it was Wuhan. No, it was not a wet market. It was actually a lab leak theory. They don't know whether it was leaked intentionally or not, but they think it was an accident. So they go through this whole process. Then you think about it and go, all right, if you're sitting in the Tower of Babel, uh, you know, in Washington D.C., and, and you find out there's a lab leak of a virus that you helped create through gain of function, and it's starting to spread around the world, the first thing you got to do is try to stop it, mm-hmm. because the bigger it gets, the broader it goes, the more the chances are they're going to hold you responsible. First, so first you do drastic things, even if they don't make sense, to try to stop it, because you just don't want to be found out. Then, once you find out that the thing is going completely bonkers across the world and people are dying, then you want to cover up the source of it, right? So there was a lot of time spent debunking the lab leak theory that it was a wet market. There was all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Said. Then the third thing you do is you create a vaccine, which turns out to be an unbelievable profit generator for the pharmaceutical companies. And in the process, it's a hope that the vaccine will actually help solve the problem well, you know what, Mother Nature took care of it itself because it kept mutating the virus to the point where it was highly transmissible but right. not very dangerous, right. and that's where we are today, and nobody's ever been held accountable. I think they did all of that because they were scared to that they were going to be found out that this whole thing was yeah. created by people in the lab, and we paid for it. American, yeah. America yeah. Our paid dollars. for this thing in China, our
0: dollars. That's right. Yeah, our dollars, our... Let's face it, Steve, not only... I think we need to explain that probably a little further. Our dollars most likely our technology, our knowledge, our oversight, our control. I mean, Steve, let's get all the way down to it. I mean, other than the lab being offshore, let's face it, the majority of that was us. Am I right or
5: wrong? No, oh, I believe that's true. I mean, I think, you know, the, the hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars that were provided to Bat Lady in Wuhan to help them do gain a function, to make it more transmissible between humans and for animals and humans. I mean, all that stuff was paid for by us. Even the vaccine, right? So the mRNA stuff came from Robert Malone and, and you know, stuff in the U.S. So the question is going to be, will more people die from the vaccine in the long run than ever died from the virus? And I think the answer is probably going to be yes.
0: Great segue. Hold that thought. I've got some thoughts on that as well. We'll be right back. By the way, questions for us. You can text us, 307 200 8222, or call. You can call, too. We've got the ability with only uh, just Steve being here. We can take some phone calls if needed. We can do that as well. 303-477-5600. High 5 Plumbing. You can get that water quality test done now. They've got a discount on water filtration systems as well. And don't forget to ask about BioClean. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE.
6: You thought having a kitchen next to your garden was a fantasy. That was until you had help installing it from the experts at High Five Plumbing. They took care of your outdoor kitchen sinks and an irrigation system for your garden. You even added a new fountain so your backyard looks and feels picture perfect, all thanks to the the behind-the-scenes work from the High Five techs. You thought about trying to do the install, but you're inexperienced, and with the amount you already invested in the project, it would be a risky and unnecessary hassle. Besides, With expert plumbers who attend trainings weekly, you feel confident knowing you will be treated right and the work will be done correctly. The last step to finish your new outdoor oasis is only a call away with outdoor plumbing services from High Five. Don't miss out on the waived dispatch fee for KLZ listeners only. Call 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five.
0: All right, klzradio.com is where you find Al Smith. He is our financial advisor and wants to help you when it comes to your financial future. Give Al a call today, 303-744-1128.
3: Inflation affects everyone differently. It seems strange because everyone is spending more money in certain categories. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial explains that your situation is unique and that just because prices are inflated doesn't mean inflation affects you the same way it affects everyone else. You can live with inflation as you have before by combining trips, staying local, or being frugal. But since inflation affects you uniquely, you should personalize your financial plan. Al Smith knows that it's the big picture planning that matters the most when the market is down. He can help you make financial moves that, unless you're a financial planner, you wouldn't think of. Like maximizing your 401k in a market downturn. Create a strategy with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial and enjoy the comfort of understanding how financial circumstances, like inflation, affect your personal financial situation. Visit klzradio.com money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128.
1: This is Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
0: All right. We are back. Myself, Steve House. And as we always do, we take this first hour on Thursdays and really talk everything, you know, health care related. This isn't health and wellness Wednesday, but we talk health care, COVID, the vaccine, monkey pox. If we uh, get time, we'll even get into a little bit of that today. But let's talk about the vaccine. And Steve, you made a, pr- a prediction here a moment ago, which, by the way, I think you were spot on on. There's going to be far more people when it's all said and done that pass away, unfortunately because it did not need to happen, but unfortunately pass away from the vaccine than have passed away from COVID, and I think you're spot on. Yeah, I mean, I
5: don't think we'll ever acknowledge it that way. I mean, look at what happened with those doctors in Toronto. You know, now there's been a sixth and a seventh doctor, all from the same health system, all younger than 50, all dead wow. in the last two or three weeks. And, you know, in every single case, if you asked the hospital, if you inquired as a media person, they would say, there is no evidence that they were caused. The deaths were caused by the vaccine. Well, at the same time, you know, there's no cause of death, and I think that's one of the other media things that we've seen is that in the past, if someone famous died, there was always a cause of death. I mean, they yeah. always right. related. Now, there's so many unknown causes of deaths, or you know, they're not doing autopsies the way they did. I mean, it's clear unless we're really stupid as a society, John, we are being managed yep. on information to yep. be able to prevent us from being able to say clearly what it is and be able to make our own decisions. Some people would get vaccinated no matter what, and I'll leave that up to them. But right. for some of us, if you let us have the information, we're just not going to do it.
0: Some of us without a lot of information still didn't do it. That's right. You didn't, I didn't, <laughs> Kelly didn't. I'm never going to no I mean, come what. on, let's get right down to it. And also what's happening, and I wanted to ask you this, there's suits now coming out, not necessarily for the vaccine, but how it's been handled. There was a class, a class action settlement when it came to the um, uh, the, uh, the the COVID shot mandate for um, the North Shore University health system. In fact, they now have to pay $10.3 million for unlawfully discriminating against more than 500 current former health care workers. They were denied religious exemptions, and I think you're going to see more of those lawsuits coming down the pike, by the way.
5: Yeah, and, and quite frankly, the award was pitifully low. I agree. When you think about dividing 10.3 million by that 500 workers and the jobs that they lost. Um, there, there is, I mean, in healthcare on a daily basis, John, the biggest issue that everybody has is there's not enough labor. There's just not enough nurses and doctors and people out there now. And so it takes time. I mean, if you need a procedure or a test, sometimes it'll take you weeks to get something we used to get, get done within a few days. And a lot of that has to do with a lack of labor. And we just made it so much harder for ourselves because we kicked all these people out without being vaccinated. And now they're afraid to bring them back yeah. Yeah. because they would have to change yeah. their rules and say, okay, yeah. you don't have to be vaccinated. Right. to Come back. Well, you know what? We're smarter than that. We know these vaccines don't work. They're not even designed for Omicron. It's like saying, you know what you could get, you know, flu, you could get, you know, H1N1, but if you don't take a flu vaccine, we're not letting you come back. We're like, well, what the hell does a flu vaccine have to do with H1N1? Well, nothing, but you know, everybody mm-hmm. has to be vaccinated. Well, we're vaccinating against something that doesn't even exist anymore. Right. Why would you make that a mandate when people need more labor and healthcare?
0: Which going back to what you just talked about a moment ago, given the fact this is a question I had for you directly. Given the fact that healthcare got really really big on the vaccine mandated it early a lot of healthcare workers because of the fear factor and I don't know that that's you know I'm not going to I'm not going to say anything about that in a in a negative way, you know Steve. I mean, I think some of those were probably justified given what they saw. On a daily basis. So, so I'm not going to throw them under the bus, but a lot of them were forced and or wanted to get vaccines. So they did. And now we're seeing you know, the things you just reported about the doctors in Toronto. And by the way, I think you're going to see more and more of that. How much of it will be, be public is probably the other question. But I think there's going to be a lot more healthcare workers with adverse effects from the vaccine. My question is, given we're already short in that in that particular
5: arena, this is just going to compound that. Well, there's no question. I mean, I think that we, in the, in the consulting work that I do in healthcare, the one thing we typically tell hospital CEOs and CFOs is, is that you better plan for the fact that you're going to have 7 to 10% less labor available to you in three years than you do today. Wow. And today you're hiring nurses on contracts at $120 an hour because you can't get enough in your own city wow. or state to do it. So it's going to get worse. And the whole healthcare system itself is going to get worse as a result of this. It's one of those side effects that people will forget was caused by COVID mm-hmm. and what we did with COVID. Yeah. But there's a lot of, the, the, the even worse part of this, there was a lot of those folks who were frontline workers fighting against COVID before there were vaccines who are now out of a job. Yep. How is it that you take someone who fought for it and who's risk, by the way, they're putting themselves at risk. I mean, if masks work, if, you know, N95, if hoods work, and you're working in a hospital, if you get COVID, first of all, you're going to have some symptoms, likely. If you're going to be transmitting it, you have to have some symptoms. You know, they'll make you stay home from work. But why are they a risk, given the protective equipment that they work with? Good because point. they're also clinically aware. Why are they the people that still are out of jobs right now? It's saving Because space. this I'm is a political issue,
0: not a, not a health issue, Steve. That's
5: why. That's exactly right. It is a political issue, and it's unfortunate. It really it's is. It's not a pandemic anymore, by the way, either. we Once you fall below 5% of the deaths, total deaths in a country um, caused by one thing, it's no longer a pandemic. We are not getting anywhere near the 5% death level. And frankly, we barely hit that even in the height of it,
0: to be honest with you. We talked about that in the yeah. past as well. Yep, just once in a while.
5: I mean, we borderline, we hit 25% here and there. But in reality, overall, it's nowhere close to five percent. It's nope. more like two tenths of one percent. That's right. That's right.
0: Uh, Texture just texted in that Biden declared an emergency today for the monkeypox. This is, their words, not mine. STD today. The vax for this have reportedly never been tested on humans since it's almost exclusively a male gay STD. Are they going to make the entire population wear chastity belts? Well, of course they're not going. To, and I know they're laughing, and I, I you know, it, this is in jest. But it brings up a great, a great conversation because they're going to hype up and already are this whole monkeypox thing, which, frankly, Steve, I haven't, I haven't even thought about it. I haven't lost an ounce of sleep or even given any thought to it whatsoever because the, the chances of me getting monkeypox is so
5: low, I'm, I'm not even thinking about it. No, and I, I wouldn't either. I mean, I, I do think that declaring it an emergency because it affects a population is, you know, it gives Biden the chance to use some of the levers of government, I suppose, to buy more vaccines and do things with it. Uh, you know, I think that where the real issue becomes is if it makes it affect people who aren't affected by it, mm. like you and me, right? I mean, there, are, there have been two children who were infected by monkeypox, but they were children of gay men. Right. And those gay men got monkeypox, and the skin-to-skin transfer is clearly possible with us. So right. um, the vaccine piece... You know, I think there's been there's been more work on this vaccine than there certainly was on the COVID vaccine, um, and those people right now they have their option to take it. I, I don't think I'll, I know I'll never take a monkey pox pox vaccine, and neither will you. But I think that for people who are in the high risk categories, if they want to do it, that's up to them. I think that's always been the case.
0: Well, and that COVID yeah,
5: vaccine. I mean to me, uh,
0: I've always said this. We've said this all the way through covid if you want to get the vaccine you know what we're not going to hold that against you that is your personal choice to do so my issue and i believe yours is the same is when it's forced you can't have your job you can't do this you can't travel you know you, you know you can't 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 unless you get it
5: that's my issue yeah i mean it's all common sense isn't it i mean have we said anything that isn't just basic common sense no We haven't. This is all about common sense. I mean, monkeypox is monkeypox. There's a lot of cases around the world. There's a fair number of cases in the United States. If governors want to declare, you know, a state of emergency and they lever it to, to do the right thing to help stop people from getting it, that's up to them, but they are not allowed to lock me down or force me to take a vaccine. That's just never going to be the case. No, and, and again, I,
0: again, folks, I, you guys all know my feelings on all of this, whether it be monkeypox, whether we're talking about you know regular COVID, and frankly, any other vaccine for that matter, Steve. And I think we've made it very well known on this program numerous, numerous times. I know I have, I know Kelly has, you have as well. We are by no means anti-vaccine. We are not that at all. We are very much pro-choice when it comes to these things you decide what works best for you and your family and we are never and and i never will be steve this is not about force i'll never be one to force anything down someone's throat that's not the american way
5: so and and you know it's you it's your family it's your doctor it's your health condition you know it still goes back to the, the very fact of how much risk are you at and we knew early on that you needed to probably be over 65 you needed to probably have at least two um, chronic diseases, probably obesity and diabetes or COPD. That's where the real risk was. Was it harder to manage COVID when we first were getting it? Yes. Was it harder to get it? Yes. There was rumors about it being that you could transmit it even if you didn't have symptoms, and mm-hmm. that, that wasn't true. Asymptomatic did not transmit right. back in the original days. But I think that's a, man- it's a mantra for the rest of us for everything else about our health. Yeah the question you have is you're walking around John where I share a certain age in your 50s and you're, you're saying to yourself how much how long do I want to live I mean just ask yourself the question how long do I want to live well let's say I want to live 25 to 30 years you want high quality life yeah I want high quality life then what do I need to do to live a high quality yep. life Whatever that is, that's a decision you should be making. It isn't a decision that Justin Trudeau can tell you. Well, yeah, you might want to live 30 years, but you're going to be vaccinated four times, and then a fifth time, a sixth time, a seventh time, if I say so, regardless of the potential side effects that might hit you. That's not your choice anymore. You don't get to live like that.
0: When it comes to the lawsuits, there's a... Pilot, I don't know what airline, I can't tell, looks like Delta uniform, maybe I can't tell exactly, but he's actually in the hospital, made an announcement, he's got all of the machinery and stuff hooked up to him, he was on a flight, you know, had the vaccine, was on a flight, landed shortly thereafter, was out cold, Was ended up in the hospital, he's now got all sorts of other issues that, you know, in his words are like, you know, can I blame it on the vaccine? And he's like, how can I not? I was a fine, healthy pilot. I have to get my medical done on an annual basis. Everything was fine until I got the vaccine. And shortly thereafter, here I am. And I'll, I'll most likely never fly again. I can't teach my kids how to fly. I mean, he goes through the whole whole nine yards. The question I have is, and I know they cannot sue the manufacturers of the vaccines, because we've talked about that on air numerous times. I'm not going to get into that right now. The reality is he can't. Question I have, and you know more about this than I, will he be able to go back and sue his employer for mandating a trial vaccine that was never approved by government?
5: Yeah, I think it's important for people to understand this. Yes, he will be able to sue his employer. He could certainly do that. I think people will be able to sue Pfizer and Moderna, once all the documentation comes out that shows, as we've seen even this week, they did not know whether this was safe. They didn't have the data. I mean, it's been published this week that they didn't know as much about mRNA as they thought they did, or at least they led us to believe. He can sue his employer because they were the ones who forced him, mm-hmm. you know, to either leave his job or get a vaccine, which is, it's unprecedented, really. So he can sue his employer. It's not going to bring back his ability to fly. No, I was not. That, story. that no. guy... That guy's life will never be nope. the same because he was forced to do something he That's didn't right. believe in.
0: And he and he didn't want to do it. He did it just because he felt like he needed to keep his job, by the way, like a lot of other individuals did. And by the way, I think he chose his words— in his little, you know, his little speech, very carefully, because what he basically said was, "No, I don't believe everyone that took the vaccine will be adversely affected, although there will be some that are and have been." I mean, again, I think he chose his words, you know, very carefully, Steve. He didn't make a blanket statement, but what he said was, "There will be more people like me out there." What's going to happen next?
5: Well, and there's been a number of pilots. I mean, the number of pilots who have died from myocarditis or heart attacks or. Blood clots, you know, is extraordinarily high. The number of athletes, you know, world-class athletes, is 1,700% of normal right now. You know, and, and sudden adult death syndrome, it's, they took a mm-hmm. cold shower when they shouldn't have. I mean, there's all these stupid excuses. You know, the reality of it is the vaccine created risk for people yep. that they're just not willing to admit it. I just feel like it's so sad for those folks who, Even an athlete, right, a soccer player, a tennis player, people who have been training and playing their whole life, they get to the peak of their career, and then they get crippled by this, and they'll never come back. It is just that disappointing for those kinds of people.
0: All right, last few minutes here to close things out, which is, it is really related, because the question I have for you, I've been meaning to ask you this for a while, because you're the guy to ask, and I have my own thoughts on this, but economically speaking, Given the fact that, you know, we we are in a recession, but it's a different recession because we still don't have all of our jobs filled and unemployment is fairly low. And no, that has nothing to do with the current administration. It just is what it is. In fact, some of what we're talking about right now, I think, is affecting that. My point is, Steve, given all of what you and I are talking about and the fact that I do feel like, you know, side effects, death rates, things like that are going to continue to climb from this vaccine. It is going to affect the overall workforce. How does this overall, in your opinion, affect the economy moving forward?
5: Well, there's a couple factors at play. I mean, we were facing a labor shortage, even if we didn't have COVID. And that labor shortage which was just purely based on demographics. I and mean, we have this generation of baby boomers that are starting to all retire. I'm at the very end of the baby boomer mm-hmm. generation. Mm-hmm. Like you too. are. You know, it was a huge generation of people in a very concentrated period of time. So you have a beginnings of a labor shortage just based on demographics and the generation after us, generation X, not having nearly as many people. Then coupled with that, you've gone to this high-risk, you know, COVID vaccine virus combination, which, you know, killed 6 million people globally and counting. And, you know, there's just so much going on with that. So you make the labor shortage even worse. And then you start supplementing people's income from the federal government in a dramatic way to try to get them to be at home and still be able to eat. And now, all of a sudden, you've taken away the intrinsic motivation people have to get up and go to work every yep. day. The economy right now, there's partly a recession because we don't have enough people working to create the supply. Right. You know, you usually don't have economic problems like this when you have a problem with supply. You have a problem with demand. Right. We have lots of demand. We just don't have enough supply to have GDP
0: growth. Which is why so I, I think the, the Fed has got my... this one completely backwards, because they're trying to fix something that, frankly, they're not going to affect a whole lot, in my opinion. And as we pull more people out of the workforce because of what you and I are talking about, in my opinion, it's going to do nothing but add pressure on the inflation side, which, again, the Fed can't control, Steve. I'm sorry. To me, this is a a almost a disaster waiting to happen because they don't know they don't know what's going on or at least least won't admit what's going on and they have no control over it
5: well yeah i mean you're really getting to the heart of this right because the fed is raising interest rates because there's too much money too much demand money for the supply that's possible however if you raise the interest rates high enough and the cost gets high enough you don't have supply either because you don't have an ability to make something out of profit, so you just stop making it. I think they should have left it alone. I think I think the, the concept of the federal government continuing to have these build back better bills, which, you know, supposedly no taxes for anybody under four hundred thousand. Well I'm sorry, it's almost seventeen, eighteen billion on people under two hundred thousand. Right. So the worst thing you can do is absorb the money that people have in their bank accounts that will be used for demand as we come out of this inflationary recession. They won't have the money to do it, it'll extend the length of it, in my opinion. But the problem right now is supply. It's not demand. Yep.
0: I, I, I agree. And, again, I'm one where I am not an economist. I am not an expert in that world. I'm just kind of a common-sense business guy. But you can kind of look at the handwriting on the wall. And to me, Steve, I, again, I – I know I'm not as smart as the Fed guys. I don't have master's degrees and PhDs and so on. But, you know, there's basically, and they've admitted this, two things they can control, one of them being housing, one of them being cars, but that's only two segments of our economy. I realize there's a lot of different, um, you know, uh, legs to to each one of those industries that go out into the rest of the economy, and I understand that. But the bottom line is they're trying to control something they flat out have no control over.
5: I know. And in the meantime, Cars and housing are a problem. I mean, you think about it, that, that's, again, is a supply problem. That's right. If you drive by a car lot, I mean, you've been in the car business. There's course. nothing I there. I drive by car lots, all of a sudden there's nothing there. Yep. And so you start to think about that and you think, how do you get out of a recession if people can't buy stuff so that they can show growth on the revenue side? The answer is you can't. You can't. You can. can't until you start building that's stuff. Right. Well, then why do you have rules that make it easier for people to be home and not working than going to work. There should be a whole incentive program yep. to put people back to work, not that's to right. keep them at home. That's right. You're 100% I mean, correct. I that's problem with Biden, what they're doing.
0: I agree. I agree. Steve, as always, I appreciate you very much. Uh, the hour always goes by fast. I thank you for all your wisdom. And, and, again, thank you for putting what we do on Thursdays together in the first place between you and I and Dr. Kelly, because without you, we wouldn't have done it. So thank you.
5: Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, someday we're going to get back to innovation. It's going to take us like five years yeah. to catch up to all the innovation. <laughs> there we
0: go. Talk. Good one. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate Uh, you very much. mean that. And, uh, folks, we'll come back. I had a couple things I want to add to what we were just talking about with Steve a moment ago. But Veteran Windows and Doors is next. Got a great testimonial today, by the way, from somebody that had Dave come out, looked at their Windows and Doors, and everything I've said about Dave just being a nice guy, he'll come out, he'll teach, he'll inform, he'll educate. It's not a sales pitch. It really is educational as to what can you do with your home. And we talked about this with Dave this week. How do you get a higher joy score Out of your home, Dave can help you with that. 303-529-0720.
7: When you first heard about veteran windows and doors, you were excited about their company culture. Finally, a company that treats you like a real person that doesn't employ pushy sales reps or the use of high-pressure sales tactics. You've worked with the big national companies that focus on making the most sales and getting their products installed as quickly as possible. And you knew after just one experience, That veteran Windows and Doors isn't concerned with being the most profitable window and door company. Everything they did came back to their sincere intention to add value, comfort, and energy efficiency to your home through products and installation that they stand behind. Don't pay twice as much with a national brand, only to get a limited warranty. Pay an honest price and know your investment is covered for as long as you live in the home. Contact Veteran Windows and Doors at kldradio.com windows today or call 303-529-0720. That's 303-529. Nine zero seven two
0: zero. bruce simmons he is our reverse mortgage specialist and he's next any question you have for bruce he is our professor the expert at reverse mortgages 303-467-7821
1: your parents think you want their house when they die but you don't care about the house you just want your parents to be financially secure in retirement call klz's local reverse mortgage specialist bruce simmons today tell them about your parents situation then set up a meeting so you can all talk together you know a lot of seniors hesitate to look into reverse mortgages because they think their kids want the house but they've never actually asked their kids the truth is you don't want the house you'd much rather make sure your parents can live comfortably in their home for years to come plus your parents can still leave you the house with a reverse mortgage. Sure, some of the equity may be used up, but just like with any other mortgage, all of the remaining equity goes to the heirs when the homeowners pass away. Don't let your parents make financial decisions based on false information. Call Bruce Simmons today, 303-467-7821. Ask him about a reverse mortgage for your mom and dad, NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender.
0: All right, up next it's KNR Home Transitions, and again I say this all the time, folks, but you get two realtors for the price of one, and they will really help you with what should you do next when it comes to the end of you know the home end of things for you. Do you want to move sideways, up, down, take opportunities that are out there? You name it, Catherine and Robin can help you. It is a dual team, so it's literally hands-on service, two for the price of one, 720-437-8210.
8: Renting is not an investment. Catherine and Robin, co-founders of K&R Home Transitions, want you to focus on building your wealth through a home purchase. By continuing to rent from others, You're robbing yourself of an investment that gives you potential to grow your wealth. Equity is capital in your home, and you can build that equity up over time. You want to increase your financial worth, so why not also do that with your home too? With help from K&R Home Transitions, you can learn how to climb the property ladder to turn a profit. Once you're invested, you can use your equity to keep moving upward with help from Catherine and Robin at K&R Home Transitions. Get ideas that build the financial momentum of your home investment with experts like Catherine and Robin. So, kick off your journey and start building your wealth wisely with K&R Home Transitions. Visit klzradio.com home to invest in your home.
5: It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560.
0: All right, we are back a couple of minutes here before we end this first hour. Again, if you miss anything during this hour, you can catch it between uh, 6 and 7 p.m. tonight or go to our website, RushToReason.com. Back to what Steve was saying, though, when it comes to just where are we headed, worker shortages, I think the vaccine and the repercussions of are going to make things even tighter in the labor market. Unfortunately, that's going to put more pressure on the inflation side of the fence. It's It's going to be interesting to see how the Fed's you know how the Fed responds to that, because frankly, I don't feel like what they're doing right now is having really any effect on that whatsoever. I mean, the car market is the car market, and as Steve said, you know, go look around at inventories that are out there, and the Feds haven't affected that one way, shape, form, or another. I mean, the inventories were low before the Fed did anything interest rate wise. They're not having any effect on that whatsoever. Housing. Uh, you know, you can call the gal. You know, you can call, you know, K and R. They just heard their ad a moment ago. You can call the ladies there and ask exactly what's going on when it comes to the market. But I can tell you right now, in Colorado, you know, they're still struggling to have enough inventory to meet the demand of even the people that are moving in. There's been some drawback on prices in our state, but you know, it hasn't fallen through. You know, there's no bottom, if you would. It's adjusted in some cases uh, to the good point because some are just overinflated, anyways. But you know, where are we headed from here? We'll continue to talk about it daily. You guys know me. I watch this stuff on a pretty much you know, daily basis to see where things are headed. I do not feel that what the Fed is doing right now is going to be our answer any way, shape, or form. And I'll just put a plug in for Ready Radio tomorrow at 2 o'clock. That's one of the things we talk about. Are these things here? What are you going to do to be ready, prepped, moving down the road to be sure that you can handle whatever life throws our way? That's what we do from 2 to 3 every single Friday. If you don't listen to that show tune in yes i cover some of those things here during the week as well but really get into the depths of it on that friday show from two to three so join us tomorrow otherwise i'll be back in just a few minutes hour two is coming up next and there's things in this hour i didn't get to but dave craig from gm is going to join us we're going to talk about super cruise and what that is how it works and so on here in just one moment so don't go anywhere this is rush to reason denver's afternoon rush klz 560